This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. We're going to talk about money with you for a little bit. And uh, one of the big things that is coming up right now is the summer travel plans. And Troy, I got to think with the price of gas being through the roof and the the increased prices everywhere else, some people are modifying their plans as we speak. Yeah, it seems like everybody I talk to is modifying plans at least a little bit. We looked at a survey that was done through U.S. Travel Association. It did kind of confirm that. Looks like about a quarter percent of people are either taking fewer trips, going on shorter destinations, maybe even choosing cheaper activities to do. I know a few of my clients that I talk to that usually do the big trips, maybe overseas or do the big cruises and stuff like that. They're sticking kind of around here, still taking vacations, but more family oriented, not the big vacations anymore. Um, That could be just because the economy is how it is, or they're just nervous about what's going on and what might be coming down the road. So I did look at one very interesting kind of number that stood out to me when I started looking at this. I started to question myself, like, how much has U.S. household debt changed since the pandemic started? So I want to know that number on my own. And I look back because we've had stimulus over the past two years. The whole point of the government stimulating the economy is to try to create spending within the economy. So it shows that U.S. debt has actually increased in 2021 by a trillion dollars. And that's not the U.S. as a whole. That's our household debt. So basically, we as U.S. citizens have taken on a trillion more dollars in debt in 2021, which is the highest since 2007. So with the lower rates that we had, we're all taking on more debt. So the big concern with that is once that starts to change and we start spending less money, what kind of real effect is that going to have on the U.S. economy and how bad is that going to hurt? And that's really why I think kind of uncertain about what's coming down the road. I know that's a long answer to your kind of simple question there, but that's what we're looking at. Yeah, it seems like we're kind of staring down a downward spiral or a possible downward spiral because, you know, the prices are going up. That makes me a little more hesitant to go out there and spend a whole bunch of money, even if I have the money to go on a summer vacation. You know, maybe I kind of like having a cushion if things are about to get ugly. And so then I'll withhold spending, which makes things get ugly. And if everyone does that, you're right. That next downturn that we've been waiting on is like we might be in a recession right now. Yeah. And even with when it comes to travel and all that, I know some people still are concerned to get in big groups. I know the airlines just allowed people to get on there without masks now. So some people might still be very cautious about that. So instead of flying, those people might be driving. So of course, if, if I'm driving instead of flying, my travels distance is going to be a lot shorter. So that's something that we all just need to look at and take in consideration, watch out for our own spending. Well, you're a financial planner, and when you're coming up with people's income plan for retirement, how do you factor in things like a vacation or trips or travel? Is there sort of a rule of thumb that you follow for that? When we start the retirement planning process, when we sit down with a potential client for the first time, that's one of the number one questions we're going to ask is, what is your monthly spending? What is your goal? What is your cost to maintain your lifestyle? And we're not looking at what your bills are, your electric bills or anything like that. We're looking at everything. So how much money do you need to come into your household to take care of everything that you need to do and want to do? Vacation's part of that. So that's a number that you need to determine. So I do ask people, what kind of travel do you all do? Do you go overseas? Do you go to Europe? Go to Asia a lot? Do you want to just stay here local around Kentucky or maybe just go down to Florida? So how much do we need to put into your expense plan or your budget? I know the B word, everybody hates it. It's one of the four letter words. I don't like that word either, Troy. (laughs) How much do we need to put 
in our budget for vacations. That way we know that we're accounting for it ahead of time. And if we set up the plan correctly and focus like Alan and I always talk about on reliable, sustainable income, that money's covered no matter what the market's doing like it is right now. Well, you know, I have the same sort of visceral reaction to the word budget that I do for a diet because a diet is always a restriction. It's never in the diet does it say, hey, go get a blizzard from Dairy Queen. And it's the same thing with a budget. It's never like, hey, can you go spend more money on entertainment, Parker? You're, you're way behind over here. It just always feels like a restriction. Yeah, and the way I always say it to retirees is typically when the goal in retirement is to have it set up just like your job. When you're working throughout your working years, if you're on a salary, you know how much you make every paycheck. And if you spend every dime of it this week, you know, next week or whenever your next paycheck, you're going to get another amount of money. This is Retirement 360. That's Troy Bolton. He's a financial advisor with Mercurial Wealth Advisors. The phone number is 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's retirementcoach.com. Now, Troy, I saw uh, another travel trend that it used to be normal, started to go away, but now it's making a comeback. And that's people using travel agents. You deal with people making their plans. Do you see people using travel agents again? I do. I'm one of those people that kind of want to do it on my own. Um, jump online. You're able to go through these websites and get everything done. But it's always easy and feels like you accomplished something until you run into issues. If you've ever traveled by using a travel agent, you probably have never done it on your own since because I've done both. I've planned it on my own, ran into issues, had to work it all out myself, go to the desk at the airport, try to get everything rearranged. And that's a lot of work and stuff that I don't normally have to deal with. So the last time we traveled, I used a travel agent and they were able to plan out every detail of our trip and make sure that we had everything taken care of the whole way through. And we did run into an issue and missed one of our connecting flights. I was able to reach out to that agent and they were able to fix it. And I didn't have to go through all the headache. See, I like the sound of that. You can just call somebody, hey, will you fix this for me? And they do. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I was able to benefit from all the experience that that person has. And by all the clients that they have come through their office, they have more experience than I could get in years of traveling just because they've been through almost every situation because they work with so many people. It's the same thing with us in retirement planning. We have worked with over hundreds of families over the past 25, 30 years, and we have experienced a lot of different scenarios in retirement. And for every family we meet with, we don't want them to have to go back to work once they retire. Unless they want to, if it's a choice, it's a different thing, but we don't want you to have to go back to work. So we only want you to do this retirement thing one time and you need to get it right the first time. So you're able to benefit from all of our experience by helping other families through this retirement process and plan out the best retirement that fits your lifestyle. So the thing that is a problem is all this information online, the access to, you know, YouTube tutorials and, and different charts and whatever, give people the illusion that they can do some of this more complex stuff on their own. Alan and I talk about this all the time, whether it's on the radio, in our dinner events that we do. The past what, 14 years since 2008 has really spoiled us as investors during that whole time because we've had really good markets. And in the past two years since the pandemic started, the market's been crazy. I mean, anybody can throw a dart at a dartboard and pick a stock and probably win. So you feel it gives you that sense of security and that you know what you're doing because the market's doing great. You almost can't go wrong until it does. And that's what 2022 has started to show us. And based on how your portfolio, if you are super aggressive in your portfolio, you're going to get hit pretty hard. But there are still ways to protect your money. And be in different asset classes that can still benefit from what's going on right now and hopefully protect you as much as possible so you're not getting hurt. But the hardest part is that feeling like you know exactly what's going on when the market's doing great and know how to do everything. Everybody can manage your own portfolio when the market's doing great. It's what happens when it's not and what happens when hard times hit. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I take a little bit of a hit when the market goes down, and I do good when it goes good. The thing that draws me most to financial planners is just 
I feel like there's things I'm going to miss. You know, I, I haven't done this before. What, what am I not thinking of that you guys know? It's exactly what I said earlier. Experience from the hundreds of retirements that we've planned before. There's a story that Alan always talks about. And I met this gentleman a few times when I first started with him. He's since passed. But when Alan got met with this gentleman, this was back in the, I think, late 90s. He sat down with this guy. His wife was a client actually really good client, but this guy was kind of a do-it-yourselfer that he was an engineer and just enjoyed the numbers side of it. He was good at the management side of it, at least thought he was at the time, but then he did everything himself, which was okay because him and Alan had a great relationship. But one time he called Alan, I think it was on a Friday, this back when Alan still used to take appointments on Fridays. So he called Alan. He's like, Alan, I have an issue. I need to sit down with you. And he's like, okay, come in Monday morning. So a guy came in Monday morning. They sat down. He slid this check across the desk to Alan, and it was about $800,000 check. He's like, okay, where'd this money come from? Client was sitting there. He's like, well, I filled out my 401k documents and thought I checked everything off right, and they sent me this check. And I was like, okay, so that's your 401k check. He's like, it's supposed to be $1.3 million. So what he did when he was filling out this paperwork is checked the wrong box and actually cashed his 401k out. He paid over $500,000 in taxes because he checked the wrong box and did not roll it over to a traditional IRA. So because of a simple paperwork, a clerical mistake that he made, because he's never retired before, he's never filled out that paperwork, he doesn't know how to do it, it cost him $500,000 in taxes. So that's a huge speed bump that some people can run into and that we've actually experienced. Now, from that point forward, he was a great client, let Alan take over everything. And he was a great client up until he passed away. And his wife's still a great client. But those are the type of things that people can miss just because they haven't been through the process before. Here's what you'll get if you give us a call. You'll get what we call our Retirement 360 Scorecard. Your scorecard's going to answer four questions. It's going to answer, have you saved enough to experience retirement that you've dreamed about? Will your income plan keep up with inflation? And how much risk are you taking in your portfolio? If the market does drop like it did in 2008, how much of a loss will you have? And then is Uncle Sam your biggest beneficiary to your life savings? So give us a call at 502-273-1188. John will answer the phone. He'll schedule a 45-minute either in-office appointment or a phone call with us to see if we can help you and get your Retirement 360 scorecard. All right, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's Troy Bolton. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurial Wealth Advisors. 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurial Wealth Advisors, LLC. A registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurial Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. We talk about money, retirement planning, investing, social security, all things that you need to have on your mind as you're going through and coming up to retirement. Before we get into the business side of stuff, Alan, how you doing? Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're doing fine. And uh, another glorious weekend and uh, just trying to get some some good information out to folks that are planning for retirement. 
Yeah, and so let's get into some of this good information. One of the many facets we have in the retirement plan that almost everyone has to deal with is Social Security. And then I see these surveys and these quizzes about how 65% of the people cannot pass a basic Social Security quiz and only 6% of retirement age people got an A on the Social Security basics. And that just seems like a little mismatch because we're all going to have to deal with it pretty much. Yeah, and it's startling to hear those types of uh, stats because, you know, this is a major part of your retirement. I always consider Social Security as an asset. I mean, if you think about it, all the money that you've contributed into the Social Security system over all your working years, and then what that'll grow to until you're age 65 and start turning, or 67, I guess, full retirement age and turn it on, you know, usually that number is somewhere, it'll create about, I don't know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, depending on what kind of salary you've had over your working years. So that's a large amount of money that you have to, again, kind of treat as an asset. And I think that that's one of the issues I see a lot of people think about it. Well, it's, it's just something I need to get as soon as I can get it. And, you know, people talk about taking it at age 62. And that's perfectly okay for some people. I think if it works into your plan to take it at age 62, that's good because typically you're going to earn money for a four to five year period, depending on when your full retirement age is, you'll earn that money every month. And if you calculate how much that is, normally it turns out to be 90 or $100,000 or more that you'll collect in that four to five year period prior to your full retirement age. If you were to do the math and you know take the difference between what you actually will make at 62 and what you'll make at 67 and do some math on that, you'll find that it'll take about 10 to 12 years to get what we call a crossover point where you will make up what you in that first five year period or four year period, it'll take you maybe 10 or 12 years to make that up at the higher payment. So a lot of people say, well, you know, my health is not guaranteed or my health is not very good right now. I'd rather go ahead and take it now as opposed to waiting. Uh, you know, we don't have a guarantee on tomorrow, much less the next 10 or 12 years. So that's one strategy to look at. I could take it to 62, maybe get more, but if you live long, the long game is if you make it into your, you know, mid seventies, early eighties beyond, you know, you're not into your nineties, then waiting to age 67 may have been a better play. So it just really depends on your plan. Putting the plan together is always the answer here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. How does it work? And how does it fit into your strategy for a, a safe retirement? Yeah, and I'm kind of aiming for the max. And I guess the, the timetable is probably stretched a little bit, but I completely plan to live past age 80. I'm not the, the most healthy person alive, but just think how much better medicine is going to be in 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just normal, uh, regular activity, even just walking, you don't have to be a weightlifter or anything like that. But if you're have a healthy mindset and you're, you know, taking, you're watching what you eat and you're semi-active as far as walking and, you know, doing a little exercise and stuff like that. I think that you're, you're right. I think with modern medicine and everything, you're, you're likely to be living a little bit longer. And, and quite frankly, that's one of the biggest risks we all have is longevity. What if we lived a, into our nineties and, maybe even to hit the 100 mark. That's why when we build a plan out, we always build the plan to make sure that it's going to last into age 100 to see if you're going to have money left over or have, you know, is that last dollar going to bounce at age 100? If that's the case, that may be all you need to know, but that's, that's building a solid plan will help you answer those questions and at least prepare you for that. All right. What's your answer to, to the critics that say, I want to go ahead and start Social Security early because it's going to be severely cut or the, the trust fund's running out or it might go away and I want to get it while I can. Yeah, I think that the, and this is just my opinion, folks, but I don't think Social Security is ever going to go away. Social Security is funded primarily through payroll taxes. I think the last number I saw was somewhere around 80 to 85% of the money that's funded into Social Security comes from payroll taxes. So as long as people have jobs, as long as people are paying payroll taxes, Social Security is going to have a flow of money coming into it. Will it change over time? I think that's a, an absolute. I think that you will see additional changes. We've already seen changes to Social Security. If you think back, just when my dad retired, his full retirement age was 65. 
So he got his retirement or his social security at age 65. Well, to get my full retirement, I have to wait at age 67. So they've already delayed full retirement for two years. So I, you know, I have to work two more years to get my full social security benefits. So that's a change. And I think, you know, I believe that that number will continue to change. It'll continue to ramp up as the, you know, Gen Xers get closer to social security and we start to see more people being retired that number could move to, you know, age 70 or something like that. Or there could be some means testing along the way. If you, if you've been a great saver, maybe you don't get as much as they originally planned or something like that. But I, I believe social security will be there forever in some form. I think it's a political nightmare. If somebody, you know, it's political suicide, I guess, is if, if a politician says they're going to stop paying social security after all these years, I don't think that that's, you know, something any politician is going to want to do. So I think it'll be there. I believe it's going to be part of your retirement plan. And I think you have to plan for that to be there. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. So let's just go ahead and talk about the impact of Social Security on your taxes, because you would think, you know, this is a benefit. This is like my pension from the government. Why would the government take some of the money back that they're giving me right now? But no, Social Security does get taxed. How do you help people deal with that and keep that at a minimum? Well, you know, I think the first thing you have to do when you start thinking about any kind of taxes is is you got to figure out where are taxes coming from. Taxes are driven by income. The more income you have, the more taxes you're going to pay. It's just that simple. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be. There are different types of income, different types of income that are taxed differently. And Social Security right now is actually figured as part of your income going into retirement. But the way it's calculated right now, only half of it gets calculated against your income, your taxable income. So let's say you have a pension that's paying you $30,000 a year and you have a your Social Security benefits $30,000 a year. Well, your taxable income at that point would only be about 45000 Now, there's thresholds that you got to get past that. Now, if you take anything out of a 401k or if you take anything out of an IRA, that's going to be added back into that taxable income. And then once you reach certain thresholds, they could come back and say, well, we're going to tax up to 50% of your Social Security or we're going to tax up to 85% of your Social Security benefit. And that's how we can really start to help people understand what they really need in retirement, what they have to take out. There may be an opportunity to do some conversions from IRAs to Roth IRAs, but that creates a taxable event. So you got to look at all that and see how that's going to affect you. It really all comes down to talking about, okay, what do you want your retirement to look like? How much are you going to spend in your retirement years, especially the first five to 10 years? Are you going to spend more because you maybe have time and you want to travel or do some things like that? Or are you kind of a homebody and you don't really spend a lot? Maybe you end up having a social security benefit that's completely free of tax. So it just depends on what your situation is. So let's talk about the married couples options. They have the the spousal benefits and she could turn hers on first and delay mine to max and out or she could draw a spousal benefit and then turn hers on later. What do I need to know about those spousal strategies? Well, again, I think that there's many things that could be missed here because from receiving a spousal benefit of 50% of the higher earners benefit, that's one part of it, but there's many things that could be missed here as well. So receiving part of your benefits from your spouse, you can always count on at least 50% of the higher benefit. And that's what we will plug into a plan. In many cases, if we have a spouse that hasn't worked a whole lot or whatever, we'll plug in that higher dollar amount, but making sure that you at least calculate that in there or some form of monthly income coming from your spouse's benefit. I think that's the key part of it. A lot of people don't know that if your spouse dies, that you can claim a spousal benefit as early as age 60. Uh, So those are things that you want to be aware of. If you're divorced, uh, you might be able to get benefits based on your ex-spouse's earning history. You must have been married for at least 10 years to do that. So you have to have a, a little bit of a history there. So there's a lot of little intricacies about the social security spousal benefits that you need to know about. And that's really why we do our offer here on our our show is really to help you understand exactly how to build a financial plan. And this, this is the question I have for everybody listening today is if, if you had to start today, would you know where to begin with a plan for your retirement? 
the thing is, is we do because we've helped hundreds, if not thousands of families, just like you build a retirement plan of their dreams and making sure that they have all of these things put together so that they have a successful plan that'll last into their 90s and 100 in case they live that long. So if you want to give us a call, this is what you'll get to go through our proprietary retirement 360 process. First and foremost, we're going to do what we call our retirement 360 scorecard. The scorecard answers really four questions. Have I saved enough to experience the retirement of my dreams? Will my retirement income plan keep up with inflation? How much risk am I actually taking? Do I have risk capacity built into my plan to make sure that if the markets fall, my plan will still be safe and still be complete? And is Uncle Sam going to be my biggest beneficiary? Those are the main questions that our retirement scorecard will answer. And if you give us a call today at 502-273-1188, John's standing by. He'll schedule a 15-minute phone call if you want or a 45-minute discovery meeting to come in to meet with me or one of the advisors here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors and really help you understand where you are on your path to retirement. The number again is 502-273-1188 or you can go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. All right, that's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Coming up, we're going to continue going over some of the basics of Social Security that you need to know before you turn it on. When Retirement 360 continues. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. You have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. And we're going over the basics of Social Security. Kind of an important thing because almost everyone has to deal with it. I'm sure there's a few exceptions here and there. But uh, the concerning part is most baby boomers failed a 13-question quiz on Social Security from Mass Mutual. 12% got a B. Only 6% got an A on this quiz. And it was a true-false quiz, Alan. I mean, these are 50-50 guesses. <laughs> People still yeah, that, and that just kind of goes to show that a lot of folks haven't really taken time to to look at this and don't understand. They just feel like, hey, I'm going to at 62, I'm going to make a decision or at 67, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to start getting a check. And that's, that's well, it's totally different for you, because for me and everyone else listening, for the most part, we're only going to be responsible for turning on one or two people's Social Security, me and like maybe my spouse. For you, you've walked through this process with maybe thousands of people at this point. Yeah, I'd say close to that anyway. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is that by doing the planning that we've done here over the 35 years I've been doing this, we have helped people build successful retirement plans. And that's, you know, we used to have a tagline or kind of a start of our show that said, wouldn't you like to have the past record of a thousand successful plans behind you? That's what we offer. So I do think it's something that, as you point out, I mean, you can handle yours and you can handle your spouse's and you could probably get, you know, a, you obviously can get a benefit started, but is that the right one for you? And that's when we, we run through those different scenarios and help people understand what's available. Yeah. And you brought up some really complicated stuff in the last segment, you know, whether it's a widow's benefit and your divorced ex-spouse disability, all these other factors can roll into it. But this quiz from Mass Mutual that a bunch of people failed, these are some pretty basic questions. Like, let me run this first one by you. From this uh, survey that most baby boomers failed, it says the money that comes out of my paycheck for Social Security goes into a specific account for me and remains there earning interest until I begin to receive Social Security benefits. Alan, true or false? Yeah, that's a false. Yeah, Social Security is kind of a pay-as-you-go program. So workers pay Social Security taxes through their payroll. It goes into the general fund and it's paid out to the beneficiaries on a monthly basis. It's not something that you have your own private account there waiting for you to start turn it on and start drawing money out of it. And I've heard other people say that too, that their money's being saved for them. That's just not true. So it's, it is going into the general fund and, and it's being paid out as a beneficiary's claimant. So that's a pretty simple, it doesn't go into like a special account with your name on it. It goes into a big pool. All right, let's, uh, let's, Talk about the full retirement age benefits. People don't even know what their full retirement age these days because it moved. It was 65, and now it's kind of on a sliding scale. Right. So uh, for people that are born between 1943 and 1954, I think, full retirement age is age 66. So we're getting past a lot of those folks now. If you were born in that range, then you can still delay your benefits up to age 70, take benefits at age 70, and they'll, they'll increase until you start taking those benefits out. 
for people that are born from 55 to 59, you almost be past age 62 to be eligible for Social Security benefits. But then you have some added months that go in there. So if you're, I think I'm looking at the scale and I want to make sure it's right. But I think if you're 55, born in 55, your retirement age is 66 and two months. If you're 56, it's 66 and four months. And, you know, all the way up to age 1959, it's 66 and 10 months. So for anyone born in age after, well, in 1960 or later, then your full retirement age is age 67. So that's where I'm at. So I, I was born in 61. So my full retirement age is 67. So I mentioned in the last segment, I think it was that my dad's uh, Social Security full retirement age was 65. So these are the types of changes that have already taken place with Social Security that they, you know, they have changed benefits. Now, would you call that a lowering in benefits? Technically, it is because, you know, if I wanted to retire at 65 now, I could not get my full Social Security benefits. I'd have to wait two more years to get my full benefits. If I took it at age 65, I'm going to take a, you know, somewhat of a haircut, a little bit of a haircut. I don't know what that's 5% or 10% or whatever that number would be, but I would, you know, would not get my full benefit. So that technically is a reduction in benefits and it's a change. So I think that you can continue to plan on seeing changes similar to this that will change when you're eligible for full retirement benefits. So let's talk about the other end of that, maxing it out. Right now it's at age 70. I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, by the time I get to age 70, that's what, 20-something years from now, Mm -hmm. if they bump it up a little bit since then. But for now, the rule says age 70. Mm -hmm. Is that the goal I should be going for is if I can wait till age 70, I should try and max it out? No, not necessarily. I mean, if you think that you're going to work all the way up to age 70, it might be better for you to go ahead and wait to age 70 to start drawing it. You know, and again, you can play devil's advocate on that. If you started drawing it at your full retirement age, let's say you, it stays at 67, uh, you could bank the money from 67 to 70 and, you know, maybe make a little bit of money on that. But the rule is, or not the rule, but the calculation is now that if you don't take it at age at your full retirement age that Social Security, your benefit is guaranteed to grow at 8% per year up to age 70. So a lot of people hear that 8% a year and they think, oh my gosh, maybe my investments aren't earning 8%. So I want to, my Social Security benefit to grow at 8%. So you might think, okay, that's a strategy that I want to follow. But you know, I, I always go back to people that I know or clients that have been with us. My father-in-law was 65 years old. He claimed his social security benefits. He collected one check and died the next month. So that could happen too. We don't, again, we don't have a guarantee on tomorrow, much less the next five or 10 years. But I think if you're healthy, you're working, you're earning money, maybe it makes sense to delay your social security benefits. But again, it comes back to the plan, James. If you put together the retirement 360 game plan, it may tell you to take it at age 62 and bank it and wait for, you know, just keep on working or whatever. So it all comes back to your individual plan. Yeah. Well, when you talk about how it should fit into the overall income strategy, how do you kind of correlate it? Like I'm going to get some money from this 401k or I'm going to get some money from this pension. And how do you sort of work that into the playbook? Well, it's definitely part of your guaranteed income plan. So when we when we talk about our Retirement 360 game plan, part of that is an income plan. Where's that income going to come from over the next 25, 30, 40 years of your retirement? So you want to have an income plan. And we we like to tell our clients, we want to have a written income plan. We want to know that you know this bucket's going to be turned on at this time. This bucket's going to be turned on at this time. We're going to start creating this income that's going to come in regardless of what the market's doing, regardless of what you know, inflation is doing, it's going to come in. So that's part of your income plan. We just plug that in and say, okay, yours, if I'm looking at your plan, then we, and we say that, okay, James, you need to turn on your social security at age 67 and your spouse needs to turn hers on at six, her age 62. That's going to give you enough income to generate enough to pay your bills. Maybe you got another source of income that's going to be turned on at the same time. That income's coming in regardless. So we build that as part of the income plan to allow your other investments to have some risk and also to grow and participate in market growth. So let's talk about the other side of that then. You consider Social Security guaranteed income. Talk about the non-guaranteed side. Well, yeah, the non-guaranteed side is going to be things like, 
Well, we have a lot of folks come in and talk about real estate. So they ask me, is real estate a good investment for income? Should I buy a rental real estate or should I buy into one of these real estate investment trusts? Is that a good source of income? It is, but it's not guaranteed. So some of it can change. I mean, you can have a renter that decides to move out. You might be sitting on your house for six months or a year or so before you get it rehabbed and get it re-rented or whatever. Or you might have you know, somebody standing in the wings and ready to rent it right away. So that may, may or may not be guaranteed. You know, another source of non-guaranteed income would be like if you buy into a dividend stock portfolio. A lot of folks say, I like to buy dividend stocks. They're the good companies that have been around for a long time. They pay dividends back to their shareholders. And those dividends are pretty sure, but they're not guaranteed because the company can change those dividends from time to time. And they will adjust those depending on the, you know, the profits and losses of the company. So that does change. So it's not a guaranteed source. We just like to have some type of base income coming in that we know is guaranteed. And Social Security can fit into that. A lot of these insurance company annuities can fit into that. So having a pension would fit into that. So you having that base of income coming in every month that covers your, you know, your essential expenses, then your discretionary expenses can be handled a lot of times by your at-risk assets. So like maybe the dividend stocks or maybe the real estate investment income that's coming in can handle your discretionary income. You know what I feel like is missing is uh, I remember when I was young, my grandmother was living off of some laddered CDs and that's not even much of an option anymore. What are CDs like a half a percent or something? Yeah. Yeah. They haven't been in favor for quite some time now with recent changes in the interest rates and things like that, they may get a little bit more back in favor, but laddered CDs has not been an option over the last probably 10 to 15 years. But you know, here's the thing, folks, if you're thinking about putting your plan together, you haven't done this, or maybe you've got a plan and you just don't know whether it's still up to snuff or it still passes all of the tests and everything, give us a call and we'll help you decide all that. One of the things that we're offering is our Retirement 360 scorecard. And the scorecard answers those four questions I talked about earlier. Have I saved enough money to experience the retirement plan or retirement of my dreams? Will I have enough retirement income to outpace inflation? How much risk am I actually taking in my portfolio? Does my plan have risk capacity? What that means is, is that if the if you have a really down time in the market, does my plan accept that risk and still become successful at age 95 or age 100? Uh, so those are the key elements of that. And then also we do a, a, a tax map in there to really find out is, you know, is Uncle Sam going to be my primary beneficiary? Am I paying too much in taxes or is it how do I make sure that my beneficiaries end up getting the money from my plan? So give me a call, 502-273-1188. John's actually standing by. He'll schedule a 45-minute discovery meeting. If you'd just rather have a 15-minute Zoom meeting with one of the advisors, you can schedule that as well. And we'll answer those some questions for you. We'll put that plan together for you at free of cost. Give us a call, 502-273-1188, or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I got Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors, and we were talking about money this whole hour, but in the last segment, we're just going to answer some questions from you. Some of these questions come from email, some of them from in the office, some of them from a phone call, but we put the good ones aside. We have a nice little stack. We like to go over them on the show. We call it the mailbag segment. You ready for the first question here, Alan? I am, and this is a segment I really like. So folks, if you all want to submit your questions, you can go to Send a, uh, your question to info at mercurioadvisors.com. Probably not the best address to send it, but I know that we'll get it there. If you send it to info at mercurioadvisors.com, we'll get your question and hopefully it'll show up on the next mailbag segment. All right, Alan, coming off the stack, this one says, how do I figure out how much of my retirement income could be taxed? I know that's nice and vague, Alan, but that's what we got. <laughs> Well, we just have to know what kind of income it is. Now, if it's coming in from a typical retirement plan, you got to keep in mind that if it's a 401k or traditional IRA or 403b, any of those you know numbers that the government allowed us to put this money into and defer it till retirement, that's never been taxed. So the, any money that comes out of that is just going to be taxed as ordinary income, meaning it's just like you received a paycheck. And it's coming into your household economy just like your paycheck did. So it's all going to be run through the tax bracket system that is currently being applied. If you're getting income from your, let's say your stock portfolio, you've got a separate account out here that is not a retirement account, that it's just a brokerage account where you buy stocks and bonds and stuff like that in, that's typically going to be charged or taxed at what they call capital gains tax rates. So capital gains tax rates are a little bit lower if you've held the, the asset for more than a year, you get a, a lower tax bracket. If it's less than a year, if you're a day trader and you're trading stocks a lot, then that income that's coming from that first 12 months of those stocks is going to be taxed as regular income too. So typically, if you're going to do a lot of trading, you want to try to at least keep your positions for more than a year so you can reduce that. Your Social Security is going to be taxed differently because only half of it is used to calculate against your taxable income, but then it could be taxed, 50% of it could be taxed or up to 85% of it could be taxed depending on what other income you bring in. So you can see that there's a lot of different things that you got to think about. It's not just as easy as saying, how much of my income is going to be taxed? You have to know where that income's coming from. So part of our process that we run everybody through is called a tax map. And we identify what kind of income you have. And I think that it's a really good lesson because I say this all the time. I said it on our podcast this past week when we did the podcast is that we've got this income coming in, but we don't know what bucket to take it out of first because, uh, you know, you you might want to take it out of the already taxed bucket or the tax free bucket from the Roth or out of the retirement bucket. All those incomes are going to be taxed differently. So you just have to understand how to build that into your plan and knowing what those sources of income are first, then that'll help you determine what your taxable income is going to be. What about the uh, royalties I get from that hit song I wrote for Katy Perry? Uh, well, now that would be just taxed as regular ordinary income, I would think. I'd have to go back and look, but I think that's going to be ordinary income. Yeah, well, You do I, have that. You, you got some, some royalties coming in. So. Yeah, I did not write a song for Katy Perry. I was just being an idiot. Okay, um, next question from the mailbag. Sure. All right. This one says, uh, I don't think my husband and I are on the same page when it comes to our retirement do you meet with very many couples in a situation like ours, or should we try to resolve all of our issues before meeting with a financial planner? I would say, first and foremost, very rarely do I find that everybody's on this exact same page. There's always going to be some little bit of differences to what one's expecting out of the other. Typically, what I find is one person is a little bit more aggressive with the investments than the other. Uh, one of them usually likes security a little bit more. One of them usually willing to roll the dice a little bit more. And it's not always the man that's willing to roll the dice. I mean, you might think that, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the ladies are very aggressive and want to, you know, take some risk where the guy's sitting there saying, you know, I worked hard for this. I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. So it just depends. But I think if you wait till you have all of these issues solved, you probably will never meet with a financial advisor. Yeah. It Uh, sounds like this couple might not. Because here's what it causes. I mean, you go in, I think if you go in and, meet with an advisor, they're going to point out some things to you that, number one, you haven't thought of before, which is going to get both of you to really kind of change your opinion of what you want or think you want for retirement. Our process is when we go through a discovery meeting, we spend the first, gosh, 35, 40 minutes of our 
discussion in that first hour, really talking about what do you want your retirement to look like? Forget about the investments, forget about the risk, forget about the income, all of that stuff we're going to talk about in the second meeting. But we want to know what do you want to do in retirement? Are you going to travel? Are you going to have you know, focus on experiences and things that you've never got to do before that you want to try to do before you pass? Or are you more of a homebody? Maybe you traveled all your life and you don't want to travel anymore. You want to stay at home and sit in the backyard and swing and look at the garden and play with the grandkids or something like that. Those are two completely different retirement plans because one of them is going to demand more income up front. The other one may demand more income later. So it just depends. And then, and so when we sit down with somebody that's has varying opinions about their retirement plan. Again, forget about the investments, forget about all the technical stuff for a minute. Let's just talk about, you know, what are you going to do with that time, that 2000 hours that you used to spend at work? Now you have it to stay at home or to travel or to do what you want to with your spouse. How are you going to spend that time? That's what we spend our bulk of the time talking about. I'm sure it's rare, but uh, I, I can see how you would have some Dr. Phil moments in the office of a financial planner with a couple that's not getting along. Oh, we've kind of joked about that here in the office is that sometimes the, you feel like a marriage counselor. Sometimes you feel, feel like a, uh, you know, psychologist or. It's a very sensitive subject, though. It is. I mean, you talk about, well, I mean, there's hardly anything more personal to, to people other than their family. Their money is usually the most other thing that's so much personal to them. I mean, a lot of people will come in and they'll say, you know, I don't want to give you any information yet because I'm not, I don't know you yet. I don't want to give you our financial data. And I, I get that. But you also have to kind of consider if you're going into the doctor and the doctor is going to prescribe a treatment for you that you got to be able to give them that information. So we we work through that. We make sure that you uh, are comfortable. Obviously, this, you know, as a registered investment advisor, we have to do what's in your best interest and everything is very confidential. So none of that gets shared out there. We don't publicize it anywhere or anything like that. But, but yeah, I mean, you can spend time talking with folks and kind of go down a rabbit trail and we end up talking about their kids. Maybe they've got a kid that hasn't quite hit their stride yet and they're still funding their lifestyle. Well, that can be something that you have to deal with in your retirement plan because either you're going to continue to do that and maybe you got the resources to do it or you don't have the resources to do it and it could put your uh, retirement plan in jeopardy. So all of those things got to be talked about. All right. If you got a question for the mailbag, 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's retirement coach.com and the email, what is that info at mercurioadvisors.com? Is that right, Alan? Yep. Yep. All right. Next one from the mailbag. It says, I'm starting to look for a financial planner and I'm not sure how to find the best fit. What is your typical client like? Well, if you're starting to look for a financial advisor to look no more, you found one. So that's just call us and we'll, we'll set that up. No, I'm just kidding. Our typical client is Let's see. I guess our our typical client is somebody that has worked all their life. Typically, they've generated their own resources. They may have inherited some of it, but they generally created their own, whether they owned a business or they just worked for somebody and they've saved really well. Most of our clients are, let's say, fairly sophisticated as far as their knowledge about investments, but that's not everybody, obviously, but they have a good knowledge about what they you know, stocks do what investments do, and they may have done this on their own. But typically, and I'd say this is pretty much all of them have just decided that they don't want to mess with it in retirement. They don't want to take the chance of missing something. Uh, They realize that, you know, you really only get one shot at this. uh, So they don't want to take the chance of making a mistake with a, a nest egg that they've worked 30 or 40 years to save. So they interview us along with a lot of other advisors and typically they come back to us because we've got of our planning process. But I think, I don't know if that's answers a question or not, but that's our typical client. What age is the, the average person that comes in and, and has a meeting? Oh gosh, it varies, but I'd say we start getting clients that will come in usually in their mid fifties that'll start to ask us questions about it. Obviously we've got some client referrals where their kids will come in and they're much younger than that and stuff. But, uh, but we've got clients that have, have come to us that, you know, started with another financial advisor. They may be in their early seventies and say, Hey, I just wasn't getting what I wanted over there. I heard you on the radio and this is what I want to do. So they, they come over and we run a plan for them just like we do everybody else. And that's the key is that I've had folks come in here in the past and say, Hey, I just want to bring my assets over here. And we won't do that. We don't accept anybody to 
just because they're you know moving from one advisor to another, we still have to run through the plan and the plan does as much for us as it does for the client because it tells us whether we're a good fit for them and they are a good fit for us. And we want to make sure that that is part of it because, you know, life is short, too short to deal with somebody that you don't want to work with or whatever. So we want to build that plan. We want to make sure it's a successful plan. And uh, so that's part of our process. So, I mean, that's it. That's the main thing that you need to leave this with today, folks. If you've been listening for the last hour and you're wondering, am I ready to make a, either a jump or do I need to meet with a financial advisor? This is an opportunity to do that. You can call us here at the office, schedule a time to meet with me or one of the advisors here at the office. And what we'll do is we'll put together what we call a Retirement 360 scorecard. The scorecard is designed to answer four main questions. Number one, have I saved enough to experience the retirement plan of my dreams? Will my retirement income keep up with inflation? How much risk am I taking in my current plan? And does my plan have the risk capacity to withstand market corrections and still be successful? And then it also answers the question is, is Uncle Sam going to be my primary beneficiary or can I make it more tax efficient? So give us a call. John's standing by. He'll take your call at 502-273-1188. He'll schedule a 15-minute Zoom meeting if you'd like to do that or a 45-minute discovery meeting to come in and actually go through the process with one of our advisors. Again, call us at 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. All right, that's Alan Mercurio for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. I'm James Parker. This has been Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.